I'm the first. Hello. Lynn. <laughs> Hi. We're connected. <laughs> we are, surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> and you're so clear. My goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> welcome to the Boundless Possible podcast. Are you there? Thank you. <laughs> we're here. Thank and, you. We're both here. Oh, and Phil's there as well. Um, yep, that's great. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, let me just uh, introduce you. Um, Lynn and Phil Helmuth are the parents of David Helmuth. David Helmuth is a lawyer with Helmuth and Johnson in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the U.S. And David's firm is a member of Lawyers Associated Worldwide, of which Ward Keller is a member of. So that is the connection uh, all the way through to um, Lynn and Phil. Now, Lynn and Phil uh, don't actually live in Minneapolis. They live in a place called Lincoln, Wisconsin. No, Madison. No, M- Madison. Oh, I got that mixed up. Sorry. President. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. So um, I met um, Lynn and Phil about a month ago in Darwin. Uh, they came to Australia. It was their first time to Australia. And they came to, um, well, they came to Australia for a visit, a holiday. And David put me in touch with uh, Lynn and Phil and asked me if um, I'd be um uh, willing to meet them when they came here. And, of course, uh, I was and uh, was happy to see them. And we spent a few days together. And uh, and then they left and went uh, down to Alice Springs and to Ayers Rock. And I think, was from there, did you go to Sydney or Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne, right. And then, and then flew home. So um, this is the first time I'm really speaking with them both since they left. And... I thought it'd be good to do a podcast um, about their trip to Australia and why they chose to come to Australia and in particular the Northern Territory and to share some of their experiences with everyone. So um, before you do that, Lynn and uh, Phil, perhaps you'd give everyone a bit of background as to um, as to uh, who you are, how you ended up in uh, in Madison and and then we'll talk about the holiday. Well, if we did that, it would take up the whole podcast. <laughs> That's well, okay. Let's just, let's just say that uh, I came to Madison to go to the University of Wisconsin graduate school, and we'd been married a week, and uh, I worked on graduate degrees, ultimately getting a PhD many years later. But during the course of time, I... Uh, became a, an assistant dean and associate dean in the College of Letters and Science, which is a huge college at the University of Wisconsin. It's got 46 degree-granting departments and seven major research groups and four schools. I served a whole uh, career there and, uh, and then retired, took a semi-early retirement and have been retired now for some years. And even though I miss the university, I'm enjoying retirement even more. So <laughs> let uh, let Lynn give her story here. Okay. I came with this guy that I met at Marquette. He was in law school. I was an undergrad. And uh, we came to Madison 
proceeded to have, in short order, five kids in a row. (laughs) (laughs) And when the youngest of them went to kindergarten, I went back to school. I already had a degree in Spanish and English, and then I um, got a degree in art. um, What's it called? (laughs) A BA in art and an MFA. No, but before that, and what was the other? Well, some other department of art. and then got an MFA, a, well, a bachelor degree of art in art and a master's in art. So um, here we are. <laughs> and, and five children later. And you, what made you think about Australia? Like, when did that come onto the map? Well, personally, I'll start and then Phil can say what he says. I, I've been studying spiritual... Um, things for years in many different cultures and you know I've done a lot of studying of shamanism with Native Americans and Peruvians and Chileans and uh, well not Australians but um, Siberian (laughs) I've studied all kinds of and I've visited quite a few of those countries Um, And I have this belief that by visiting spiritual places on the earth, that you connect them somehow. And that um, if you leave a little crystal or something of yourself, um, that you're connecting with them also, instead of just connecting them to each other. So one of my, um, I probably have 20 books on Australia and on... um, Ayers Rock and spiritual places, the Aborigines. And so that had to be part of our journey. But um, it's taken many, many years to get there. Um, I don't know. And then finally, Phil was on the credit union board at the University of Wisconsin for, well, he's been on one of their boards or another for almost 50 years. And so when he moved on from that, they gave us as a gift airfare to wherever we wanted to go. And so, of course, we used it after a few years for Australia. So I'll let you, Phil, tell you why we're there. Well, so Lynn had wanted to do this for a long time, having studied spirituality in many forms. Um, I wasn't as interested in that, although it's interesting to watch her pursue this. And when she wanted to go to Australia and we had the opportunity, um, we finally took it. And, um, and I have to say it was a, it was a marvelous trip, not just for her, but for me too. And I didn't especially want to go to cities, um, because in, in America, you know, we've been to so many cities and they're not very clean and, you know, they're not really interesting places, but when we landed in Sydney, I was amazed right away. As cities go, Melbourne and Sydney are relatively new and relatively newest large cities. And I was struck at how clean and organized Sydney was. Uh, and Melbourne, too, although Melbourne shows that it's growing a lot. And so we really enjoyed that. But the heart of the trip really had to do with with spirituality and that's what brought us up to darwin and how we met you leon uh so here's lynn again 
which was very wonderful experience. <laughs> Meet you and your family. We even got to meet your mom and your wife and a couple of sons who were darling. We enjoyed meeting with you too, uh, Linda. And so, but, but you chose to come to Darwin and uh, and to obviously to Uluru, uh, otherwise known as Ayers Rock, um, because of the the connection with the spirituality. Is that is that what drove you to make that decision? Yes, right. Well, uh, and we chose oddly for our tour. I don't know if they're if they're a British firm or what, but I was looking up tours, and um, the one that I originally had wanted to go to was a spiritual-oriented tour, and we didn't, you know, that was years ago, and so they're not no longer in business. So I tried another one, and um, the only thing that she offered was that we didn't get was um, meeting with the elder female uh, Aboriginal healers. So what I did with um, our our tour, uh, what do you call her, connoisseur, or with mm. Audley, is I told her basically what we wanted to do. I said I really would like it to be um, high on Aboriginal, um, you know, Content. whatever art yeah. and mm. yeah, culture, and so um, so she organized this whole tour for us, and part of it was going to Darwin and going to see, you know, uh, Arnhem Land and those areas there. And Kakadu. Um, Kakadu. Kakadu. <laughs> Kakadu. <laughs> so, and of course, Ayers Rock. We both always wanted to see Ayers Rock. Okay. Well, let's start with Darwin first, and then we'll, we'll head down uh, down the track to Ayers Rock. Um, what, uh, what were your expectations before arriving, and, and how were they different from well, I had no idea that, you know, and I, I kind of regard myself as a history buff, especially World War II, because I was born right at the time it was beginning. And I had no idea that Darwin was a major attack site for the Japanese. And to see the installations, especially as we went out to Arnhem Land, that had been left there. And of course, you're taking us, you know, within a half hour of our arrival to see some of the fortifications that were left. That was totally surprising to me. And also, it was very um, uh, interesting that um, that the northern that it's, that that I guess it's the northern territory is really so small in population but large in area. Yeah. If there are just 250,000 people in that entire area and it encompasses uh, a sixth of the continent uh, in Madison, which is a very small city or medium city in the United States, we have as many or more people, you know, simply in our little area. So it has to be just really vast and essentially unpopulated. Uh, but, but Leanne, I have to tell you, for me, yes, I like to go out to Arnhem Land and I struggled through all the climbing and everything else. <laughs> but but, but to, the high points to me were you taking us out to dinner, which was completely unexpected. I mean, you knew we were coming and we knew we were going to visit you, but <clears throat> to select a, 
the the servings for dinner, which were absolutely exquisite. The oysters. And then the next day, you're picking us up again and taking us to your house and meeting your mother. I mean, th- those were just super things, you know. Thank um, you. And and that enhanced the trip, you know, no end. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased uh, that you enjoyed it. I didn't it. realize how far away uh, Darwin is from Sydney. Um, <laughs> yes. In the United States, it's like going from New Orleans, which is about as far south as you can go on the Gulf, up to Duluth, which is about as far north as you can go. And that's a, a three and a half hour plane ride. And we were on on the plane for almost four hours getting up there. Um, but I thought that was really nice. And, and I think that Armland was, was really, a, really one of the high points of the tour for us. Um, when, when I looked at the mountain that the Aboriginal guide uh, was going to take us through. And I looked up and I thought, oh my God, where's the staircase? You know? <laughs> and here I am crawling over these uh, sandstone rocks and, you know, wondering how safe they were, although they were totally safe and probably been there thousands of years just the way they were. And um, and moving in and out of, uh, of tight squeezes and uh, uh, chancy steps, um, but I have to say it was worth it. I, I to see the petroglyphs in such number and in such variety um, was just you know just something really amazing. When we got to Uluru and we went around the rock, there were some petroglyphs there, but not nearly as numerous. I mean, you'd, you'd go around a couple of rocks and you'd see a see a, a relatively flat or protected surface that would have eight or 10 or maybe, maybe 19 or 20 different ones. And uh, to pause and look at them, you know, um, it was startling to me. And, and, and I think Lynn really appreciated, although she was more concerned that I not trip, you know, and, and there were four other people with us. Incidentally, this tour was sort of self-directed. We weren't with people, you know, normally if you go on a cruise or you take a tour to a country or with, you know, you're in a tour bus or something like that. No, it was just us. And occasionally, and, and we would get picked up and taken places. Occasionally there'd be other people. Only once did we travel with other Americans. So we were right in, uh, right in the heart of the land. Many of the people that we saw were from Melbourne up in Darwin and, and in those areas. Um, I, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was just super, you know, I mean, it's gotta be, you know, a high point in a person's life to take a trip like this, even though we didn't have a lot of time and we didn't get to New Zealand, um, which people have told us is, Oh, you should go to New Zealand, you know, <laughs> well, maybe we will sometime. <laughs> sometime but this one but this one was was just great now but you really want to get lynn's impressions here because this was sort of her trip okay and and um and i went along i mean i'm interested too and of course i always want to be with her when she does these things she went to machu picchu in in south america without me because i was working 
And then she took another trip down there without me. So um, <laughs> to be able to, in quotes, tag along here, you know, was, was really a lot of fun. So here she is. Hey. <laughs> so what was your impression of Darwin, Lynn? Oh, we loved Darwin. It was wonderful. Um, you know, I was a little concerned when the taxi driver said, if you see a beach here, run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you did have a lot of those um, jellyfish or whatever they're called there. Yeah. But we didn't go in the water, <laughs> needless to say, yeah. which was fine. You know, Phil's a swimmer, but he decided he could forego that one. <laughs> um, another thing we loved going out of Darwin was Litchfield. Oh, yes waterfalls are beautiful and to be able to swim under them that was wonderful too and it turned out there were no crocodiles in the water that day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the the, the saltwater crocodiles tend to avoid the freshwater uh well at least uh in those areas because of the the rocks and things like that but occasionally they yeah well, one I... might end up in there somewhere a couple of days before they <laughs> hauled a big one out of there, so yeah. I'm glad he left. <laughs> yeah, the, the rangers are pretty good though. They they they're onto them yeah. very very quickly. In fact, I cannot recall a single time that someone was taken uh, by a crocodile in Litchfield at all. I mean, it might have been, <laughs> but I can't recall it ever happening. They, yeah, they said they they weren't there very often, but um, oh, they were just beautiful waterfalls. So, which yeah. here in Wisconsin, we have a lot of waterfalls, but you know, you have to drive a long way and walk a long way, and you know, that was kind of handy if yeah. someone disagreed you. So. And, and how about the markets? Did you, did you find that something different? Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was very fun to go to the market, especially with your family. Uh, <laughs> I will say I was supposed to pay for dinner, but oh. we were all different areas. I'm sorry about that. Oh, gee, don't worry about that. Um, so, did you find what was it? Did you find the market uh, markets different um, to the markets that you have in the U.S. or do you have anything like that over there that you've been to? Actually, well, here we do. In Madison, they have a lot of things like that, and and they'll have. Um, well, we live like a couple blocks from this antique little stadium and so every once in a while they'll have a market in that stadium and you can go around and try all the different foods we we do have on saturdays and wednesdays what um what magazine was it It it's one of the airline magazines called our farmer's market one of the 10 best in the world so everything's organic you walk around we have a capitol building we're the capital of wisconsin it's a beautiful building. It's very much like the nation's capital, but yes. a little smaller. And so you walk all around the whole square is uh, people selling organic foods and other things. So, And, and how about the weather? Did you find it warm? I mean, obviously it was hotter than where you came from. Actually, the weather everywhere we went was perfect. Yeah, it was fine. We really... It was- I think we picked the right days because <laughs> I read you got snow the other day in some of your tropical areas. Snow? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in down in Queensland. Uh, or sub, is that subtropical? It's uh, it's sort of like a desert sort of part of Queensland, southern Queensland. And, yeah, sometimes 
yeah, rarely that happens here. Yeah. yeah, they said it was very rare. <laughs> you know? Yes. I do have two friends uh, planning trips to Australia right now. Right. So they'll be getting One, some tips so, of you. Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> I tell, well, they're both at water aerobics, which I do three times a week. And uh, one of them, I told her about our trip and she's like, I want to do that very same trip. <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, it's a little expensive. And I told her how much. And she was like, oh, is that all? Oh, we're going to do that. <laughs> we're also going to go to the barrier reef. So anyway. Right. And so from Darwin, you flew directly on Qantas to um Uluru, which is a, a brand new flight. It's only just started this year. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, and and so you landed directly. Did, when the plane came to land, did the pilot point out Airs Rock and show you that? And uh, probably. Kind of I'm trying to remember now, but it's kind well, of spectacular from the air. Oh, it. Phil said he couldn't find it from the plane, so oh, maybe not. Right. So I, I had been on the wrong side, but there were other things there too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What did you see? Well, there's a, well, coming in, well, um, Ayers Rock is, is a formation that's kind of regular when you see it. And, but when you actually get there, it isn't all that regular. Although the tour guide said it is one solid sandstone rock, right? But around it, there are some other kind of ridgy sort of things, you know, uh, what is it? What are they? Katajuta. Okay. Um, but you know, they're they're not very spectacular. I mean, they're just kind of you know big hills sticking up, you know. And um, but it was interesting now that they showed us the chain where people have been climbing up there, and now this is not going to be allowed after October fifteenth. Yeah. And which you know, I mean, that's fine. You know, people. You know, I mean, Americans especially, but, you know, if there are rules, they're going to break them. If there are taboos, they're going to shove them aside. You know, I mean, there are all sorts of, of, of proper ways of living that just get dissed by people. And and it's too bad. Uh, but it, the, the chain that you take up there, if you want to walk up there, uh, and we ran into somebody who'd actually done it, um, is uh, it's hard to see from the ground, uh, but it's probably about the only place that you could do it. But our day there for me, I mean, when Lynn wanted to do the Aboriginal thing, which was fine with me, I wanted to be sure that we get to Ayers Rock. That and the Opera House in Sydney, you know, and since we were flying into Sydney and we had an extra day, actually, when we flew in to Sydney, it was raining and we got to our apartment place where we were staying and uh, the clouds started breaking up. And I told Lynn, I said, listen, I don't care that we've been traveling 14 hours and it's now the next day. We're going down on that harbor because it was in walking distance. And I, I have to tell you, it was a, it was a wonderful we got on one of the ferries in the Darwin Bay, and it was the wrong one. And so, Sydney. well, no, it's the Darwin Bay in Sydney, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And um, we got on. We got on one of the wrong ferries, so we were going all over the place for a couple of hours. 
And mean, while we were doing that, uh, the storms returned, and I mean, they came back with a vengeance. And but by the time we got off and got on the right one after asking directions, I don't know how many times. Fortunately, everybody there speaks English, so it was good. <laughs> uh, we we finally made our way back, and we had. Uh, we had we saw a special on dinner at the convention center, something like that. So we stopped there, but um, we didn't want to miss a moment, and um, and we didn't, even though we had to be up very early the next morning. Right. Well, let me so, ask you. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. You also uh, had a very lovely dinner in, at Ayers Rock, didn't you? Uh, oh, we did. Well, when we got there. Um, it was it was relatively late, so there wasn't too much that we could do. But the way the tour guide had set it up, we went out to see the sunrise, <clears throat> and it was cold there. And we went out, and there were lots of people there. We were just one of one of uh, yeah. Well, I said we got in late in the day, so we got up for the sunrise, and then we spent the day uh, going around Ayers Rock itself. And then we watched the sunset. Uh, and well, wait a minute now. Was it the first day that we had the meal that was so exquisite? Yes, it was. Okay, <laughs> why don't you tell them about that? Because I'm talking too much. Well, I'm looking at the at our itinerary here. So we had champagne and canapes around a fire pit, and with a good view of Ulu, and then a wonderful dinner. Um, and, and first of all, they showed us all of these native, you know, the herbs and things that they collect from the desert and incorporate into the meal. And then, um, and it was chilly, but they had those nice heaters, you know, yeah, outside yeah. heaters. Those were great to keep us warm. <laughs> and then after the dinner, um, they had an astronomer come and talk to us about the night sky in that area. Yeah. And yeah. So that was really, the whole day was just special. And they told us celestial creation stories, you know. Right. So that was terrible. And um, uh, I've done that dinner myself. And one of the things that sticks in my memory was that uh, when they turned all the lights off and you could see the night sky, uh, I just, I don't ever recall seeing that many stars. Wasn't that wonderful? It was And we don't get Southern Cross here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, they were showing you galaxies and it was just incredible. It was just incredible. Yes, exactly. It's a wonderful oh, part. It was one of our favorite things <laughs> going for that dinner and seeing yeah. all of that, you know. Wow. So look, it, it sounds like you, you did have a trip of a lifetime, Lynn. It was wonderful. Yes, it was. And and I mean, then the, the, the trip back to... Um, the States was a long one, wasn't it? Well, it would have been okay if we hadn't, if our flight hadn't been canceled in Minneapolis, which we would have left there at five o'clock or five thirty. instead, because there was an outage, um, in the airport, nobody was coming or going. And so we had to sit well in the airport until 1045 at night. And so. We would have been fine, but that was just like the straw. (laughs) (laughs) So we spent 30 hours traveling. Okay, here goes Phil. (laughs) 
Okay. So, so we, you asked about Melbourne. Yeah. We, we spent, uh, uh, 30 hours traveling. It is a longer trip from Melbourne than it is from Sydney, but, but not much longer. Uh, and then getting into LA was fine. You know, the connections were tight and it happened to be crowded that day. But when we got to Minneapolis and I saw we were coming in on time, I thought to myself, well, you know, we're going to make it home. And when this power outage occurred and we're sitting on the tarmac for, you know, an hour, and that meant we missed our flight. Fortunately, there was another one from Minneapolis to Madison, but it was five hours later. Oh. And we managed to get on that. So when we got home, we were whipped. Yes. And let me tell you, I felt, I felt well, and I picked up a cold right at the end anyway. And, you know, I just spent two or three days wandering around wondering who I was, <laughs> you know, but so what? I do it again, you yeah. know, anytime. So uh, five hours in, in Minneapolis, you could have given David a call and caught up with him. Well, we could have done that, but I'm not sure he was there. Was he, Lynn? Did we talk to him? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, Tammy wasn't there. I know that. So anyway, but we saw him a week later when his youngest daughter graduated from from Bethel College in Minneapolis. So we spent the weekend up there. That's a holiday weekend for us in America. So that was fun, too. And uh, we had a chance to tell him all about it. And David, you know, I don't know, you don't know his tech side, but he's pretty techy. And <laughs> he took, you know, I lost my cell phone. Did I, I told you that. Or yes. You? Yes. Did you find you know, it? Okay. I'd lost it early. Yeah. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I didn't have any pictures, but Lynn had a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, David set it up. He's got a kind of a big screen in his living room. Right. Uh, graduation weekend and uh, showed Lynn's stuff and it really looked good. Wow. And now my golf team wants to have us over and do the same thing. <laughs> so we're going to do that uh, in, in a week or so. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it, it, we'll never forget this trip. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> you know? great. And of course, you know, it's a little early to be forgetting it anyway. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it was just great, you know? So, okay, yeah. here's Lynn again. So Lynn, I, I just wanted you... to thank you for being such a gracious host oh, in Darwin. That's, that's all right. It was my pleasure. And was... I love that you, you know, I was disappointed in one thing in Australia. I really wanted to see all those animals. And we were foolish enough not to go to the zoo because <laughs> you, so you saw, you showed us the only maybe four kangaroos that we saw <laughs> the whole trip. <laughs> and, and we saw lots of um wallabies everywhere right yes wallabies? So, yeah yeah but so we, that's what we, that's what we went we to didn't see. see many other creatures which i would have loved to see well so. we didn't want to see snakes or crocs <laughs> <laughs> i've been in africa i've seen lots of crocs <laughs> right right no we were very lucky um because east point that's where i took you down uh where the yeah. um the munitions uh and that uh, that gun turret was and we were very lucky because we we got there around sunset, which is about the time that um, those little critters come out. And uh, so we got to see, I think it was about four or five, possibly yeah. six wallabies 
bouncing around there in the. In I the... thought those were kangaroos. They were so big. Oh no no they they they're wallabies. They're small. The kangaroos are much bigger. <laughs> they... Oh okay yeah because the wallabies we know what they because we saw a lot of those but I don't know I showed the pictures to somebody and they said no those are kangaroos. <laughs> right right right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw a couple of dingoes. So. Right. So, Lynn, I'm I'm I have, I'm dying to ask you. Um, where are you, are you going to be able to find those those oysters we ate at the Hanuman restaurant? <laughs> uh, what kind were they again? Tell me that. Oh, they were just called the Hanuman oysters. It's their signature dish or entree, at least. And um, are they Japanese? Then? Uh, no, they're more. Um, oh, they're, they're local oysters, but oh, oh well, local as in oh, Australian oysters, <laughs> but. Uh, they're done in a sort of a lemongrass with, um, I don't know, some other stuff, but it's, I don't know. You see, you, you both seem to enjoy them. Yes, we do. We love oysters. <laughs> we have one restaurant here that has oysters at happy hour. Right. And we love to go over there. <laughs> right. So. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing your experience uh, with us. Um, well, thank you so much for asking us. Yeah, that was wonderful. You know? How many people want to hear about a trip? <laughs> oh, you'll be surprised. Lots of us, well, lots of Darwin people like to know what what tourists think of Darwin, um, oh, and yeah. and I'm sure the uh, the Northern Territory Tourist Commission would be quite interested in in the feedback. <laughs> so um, it's a, it's a great way to do it, and uh, it was a very very nice opportunity to have to meet with both of you and to spend time with you. Um, you are delightful to company. And yourself. And your <laughs> so I hope you get back to the States and maybe you'll end up coming here sometime. And uh, if you haven't been to David, he's their great host and hostess too. So enjoy that. Uh, I'm sure we will. I, I'm, I'm, well, we've definitely got a trip to New York next year. So um, uh, we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to pack some other things in there. Like you did. Oh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, then. Well, you have a great evening. Uh, what time is it over there? In um, Right now it's 6.15. So. Uh, and, and what's the temperature there? If you, can, if you can tell me in Fahrenheit, I might be able to convert it into centigrade. 80 degrees. 80 degrees. Okay, today. that sounds very pleasant. Well, it started out at 66. Now it's 80. You know, right. It changes a lot. So tomorrow we're going up north because uh, Annie's, Annie's swimming in a swim the most, you know, halfway up there. So, and then, the, so we'll, Phil's the coach for Special Olympics swimming. So we'll go to Annie's meet. Uh, she swims three events Friday and Saturday. He's got a coach till noon. Then we go to the cabin and see how much damage there is because we've heard that there've been terrible winds up there uh -huh. and, and the trees go down and there are tons of trees. So. How Last, far is the cabin? Uh, well, from here, it's about three and a half hours. It's 200, 216 miles. 216 miles. But, right. but last year, there were trees all over, and it was just a mess. And Phil said, we kind of pay to get rid of these. I said, no, we don't. We still have loggers working on this property. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually got paid for that. But I'm hoping that nothing hit the cabin. You know, right. And is it on a lake? Yes, it is. Oh, so it sounds like the, like something out of the movies then. Well, I don't know. It's Phil, picturesque. It's There's nice. No it, it. It's a beautiful it's area. Very private. Of Wisconsin, yeah. And do you get bears and things over there? Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Occasionally. Oh. We don't... Not often. 
more deer and other little creatures, you know. Um, one thing I'm kind of concerned about is, I don't know if you've heard of these uh, jumping worms. No. So apparently, and I know they're in Madison at our Arboretum, which is too bad. Um, the way you, and what they do is they gobble up the under uh, stuff that gives the trees stability. The roots. Not, not the tree. Well, not even the roots, but around them and everything. Right. And so, um, so then the trees are not, you know, I think that's why so many of our trees fell at that storm last year. It actually was probably an inline tornado or storm that went through our property because right. it was in a line and a whole bunch of trees went. But, um, and so somebody told me up there that if you take um, mustard yeah. <laughs> and put it in water and pour it on the ground, the jumping worms don't like it. They'll jump up. And I thought, I'm not sure I want to see them. <laughs> That's what they call jumping worms. I guess so. But it's kind of scary because they could, you know, do a lot of damage with the trees. And, and we have a lot of trees in Wisconsin. So right. it's scary. But... All right. Well, I will uh, let you get back to your evening. Um, once again, thank you very much for being on the podcast. And um, it's been a pleasure. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Yes, Take care. Yes. Keep in touch. Yes. Okay. okay. Thanks, Leah. Bye. 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 Bye.